A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. On DAB+, online, via the TalkSport app, and on your smart speaker, this is Talk Wrestling on TalkSport 2. This is the Talk Wrestling Podcast on your Fight Night feed from Talk Sports. And coming up on the show today, we discuss three absolutely huge returns to wrestling. The Rock, CM Punk and Daniel Bryan. Arguably three people who could be on the modern version of Mount Rushmore of wrestling are all on their way back. We get into all three. Plus, we're joined by the latest British World Heavyweight Champion. She is the new Raw Women's Champion. Nikki Ash joins the show. That's all coming up on the Talk Wrestling Podcast from TalkSport. Thank you for downloading the Talk Wrestling Podcast from TalkSports. Uh, I'm Will Gavin, TalkSports. Alex McCarthy alongside me. Uh, we have got so much great stuff coming up for you this week. Uh, and look, if you enjoy what you're hearing here, we're here every week. Give us a rating. Give us a review. Let the guys know that you enjoy listening because we love hearing from you as well. So what we're going to do, we're going to put together a little super cut from the first hour of the show, which will involve uh, mine and Al's conversation about The Rock Steph Chase talking a bit about CM Punk returning and going to AEW. And then the man who broke the story about Daniel Bryan, a.k.a. Bryan Danielson, turning up in AEW as well. Cassidy Haynes of Bodyslam.net. Following that, we'll have our interview with Nikki Ash, the brand new Raw Women's Champion. Promises to be a barnstormer. And let us know your thoughts on social media at TalkSport2, at AlexM underscore TalkSport, or I'm at Will Gav. Uh, this is your Talk Wrestling Podcast, and let's kick things off. By talking about The Rock. If you smell what The Rock is cooking. If you want to talk about three of my all-time favourites, certainly they would be all up there on my personal list. Yeah. And, and uh, just huge, huge business on the way for, uh, for the wrestling world, Al. Well, I think it's the worst kept secret ever that The Rock is the very top of my list will um but also you know I, i've said this before rock got me into wrestling when i fell out of it a little bit in during my university years daniel bryan was actually the guy that brought me back so a great show for me personally to be able to divulge my feelings on those guys and of course cm punk yeah you know who who didn't love and enjoy cm punk at his peak at his pomp so it's going to be great to get into that with some expert voices but i guess without further ado 
I should dive into the rock, should I not? But before we dive into the rock, just a reminder to people, because and in fact, not just a reminder, a bit of a notification. Uh, as of next week, this Monday evening iteration of the show, uh, there have been some changes to how TalkSport 2 uh, is doing its scheduling. And so we're going to be continuing in podcast form and we're hoping in the not too distant future video form for you as well. So you'll still be able to get your weekly wrestling fix, top interviews, reviews and everything in podcast form. And if you've not been listening to that in podcast form already, the fight night extra feed or the fight night feed from talk sport you can get us there the numbers have been fantastic we really appreciate all the support you guys have been giving us there so we're still going to keep churning out high quality content from there talksport.com forward slash wrestling and yeah keep an eye on the talksport youtube page as well because we may well have some very cool stuff coming for you there as well now i will let you wax lyrical about the rock (laughs) and i'm just going to turn my mic off for 10 minutes and bask in your glory (laughs) well You know, I don't know about that, William. Uh, I always need the captain to steer the ship. But the rock news, as it were, comes uh, courtesy of Andrew Zarian, uh, who is one of the Matt Men podcast. And that guy, to be fair to him, has been on fire recently, has been on the nose with many bits of news. And he is saying something that we have heard previously, that the rock is being tentatively targeted for Survivor Series. Now... Survivor Series in 2021, that obviously goes down in November, as usual. The interesting note here, Will, is that it will be 25 years since The Rock's debut, of course, at Survivor Series. 96 is where Rocky Maivia first made his appearances in the WWE. So it all makes the sense that he would come back, do the anniversary bit, uh, have a bit of a celebration or whatnot. But of course, the idea moving forward from here... It's to begin the feud, begin the rivalry, the big money angle with Roman Reigns, who is really the head of the table. So what Andrew Zarian went on to say was The Rock is going to appear on Raw after Survivor Series. That is the plan. But that's not going to be the only show he's on. Much like Cena at the moment, who is floating between shows, The Rock is going to be split between SmackDown and Raw for some of his appearances now that's not to say the rock's going to be full-time we all know better than that Cena is here for a a full-time stretch I think is the best way to call it whereas the rock will be coming and going between the Wrestlemania angle the key thing to remember is that WWE there's been lots of instances in recent memory where the USA Network who obviously put out Raw and Fox who command Smackdown They are constantly vying. (laughs) There is a constant tug of war with WWE, with those entities. And that's showcased by the Hell in a Cell matches either side. The Hell in a Cell pay-per-view. John Cena being rolled out on both shows. So it should come as no surprise that the man who drew 4 million people to SmackDown's first show. 4 million, by the way. They're averaging around 2 now. Uh, That man who drew that. They, of course, want to share the love. Of course, USA Network would like some of The Rock on their show as well. So it's going to be very, very interesting to see how this kicks off. But I have to presume that Survivor Series, it all sounds accurate to me. It all makes the world of sense. And if so, man, I need to be at WrestleMania 38 because I need to see Rock and Reigns. It's, I tell you what's quite interesting about it to me is that I think the timing of it is fascinating in the kind of post-pandemic era. Always you were going to hold off and try and save these big draws until there were fans back in, of course. But actually, 
you look at Cena, you look at The Rock, you look at these returns that are happening now or in the not-too-distant future. These are guys who have now become part of the big Hollywood machine and a part of you know, big franchises that release year on year, some of them. like They, they are oh. so regular in, in their, their release rates. And so uh, as much as, yes, Dwayne Johnson is joining the DC universe and he's, he's playing Black Adam, the fact that once Jungle Cruise is done and out of the way, and I think there's a film that he's got coming out on Netflix with Ryan Reynolds as well, but that's already, again, finished and done. He's got this kind of potential gap in his schedule. And he spoke the other day, whilst these rumours were kicking around about the fact that Although there are rumours of Hobbs and Shaw too, he won't be rejoining the main canon of the Fast and the Furious movies. I mean, uh-huh. let's be honest, if we get to the very last one, which is meant to be in two films' time, and we get Cena and The Rock in the same film together, don't think anyone's going to be complaining about that, as silly as those films have become. I did go and watch Fast 9. <laughs> I enjoyed it thoroughly. I don't care. Um, like, I think that this has become the kind of perfect sweet spot for these guys coming back. And actually, for someone like CM Punk, you think about like... Obviously, there's always been the desire. The money has been big from what we understand from previous bids. But do you think to yourself, yeah, right now, people have not had as many earning opportunities. We've just come out of the pandemic. People are kind of lusting after. And I don't know if you've seen in much of the GCW homecoming show from last night, but you want to yep. talk about like the way that fans are receiving wrestlers returning. Nick Gage's return to GCW was... You know, I, I don't know. It was like one of those f- those things where you see um, an army veteran coming back from a war zone and the reaction that their dog gives them when they turn up, except their dog was <laughs> 2,000 fans, absolutely mauling and rabid and just crazy. I've, ne- I've not seen a crowd that hot in years. And I think that we've kind of like... It feels like the perfect moment for these guys to turn up and show out and really have like a, a big... And I know we're going to talk separately about Brian and separately about Punk, but... I just feel, it feels so like the right moment right now. Yeah, I think when you consider The Rock and his situation, now money isn't a thing to The Rock <laughs> in any kind of way. No. Um, I, not not that WWE won't be paying him well. Of course they will, but he's not motivated by that. Um, there have been many opportunities down the years. You know, it's famously he was meant to have Triple H, I think, at WrestleMania 32, and he was meant to have Lesnar one of those years as well, maybe 31, something like that. Neither of them came to pass. The Rock is now 49. Okay, I know it's hard to believe because he is just a Goliath of a man in the most insane, ridiculous shape you could imagine. So it's not like you're going to put him on TV and be like, that guy's nearly 50. No, he looks incredible. But the point I'm getting at here is for him and his window of the things that he wants to do, Roman Reigns, the family storyline wanting to pass the torch, you want to have your Rock and Hogan moment, right? You want to have that where he had it a little bit with Cena, but not really. I think the second twice in a lifetime (laughs) kind of soured what that was meant to be. Um, But Roman Reigns is just so much more fitting because of everything that encompasses, be it the actual family lineage, also the fact that Roman has finally found his groove in the perfect character to make this story come to life. Um, when I look at, like, you know, I've seen The Rock say on his YouTube and stuff that, you know, he would love to come and do the honours for Roman. And you have to imagine that would motivate him to want to be back in WWE. You look outside of the Roman Reigns matchup, there's loads, Will, that I could sit here and go, oh, you know, I'd, I'd really enjoy the, the Rock and Lesnar or the Rock and Rollins styles, whatever. Realistically, 
this is probably going to be The Rock's last match. I, unless something dramatic happens, I can't see outside of Roman Reigns who The Rock would love to get back in the ring for. And realistically as well, we can talk about CM Punk and Daniel Bryan and the amazing matchups they're going to have in AW, And they will, right? The, the sky is quite literally the limit on what they can do from a pure wrestling perspective. But I'll tell you this, there isn't a bigger wrestling match on planet Earth than Roman Reigns and The Rock. Yeah. Whether 100%. you want to admit it or not, 100%. and people people will be listening to this going, what? But I'm telling you, from a box office standpoint, where it is, who it is, that is the biggest match you can possibly put on in wrestling. And, and look, let me push up my glasses and do my New Japan voice and go, you know, <laughs> I know for the wrestling purists, you all want Omega Ibushi. I'm sure that you all want Omega mm. Punk. If Punk is really turning up in AEW, I'm sure that there are matches that you look across different promotions across the world, whether he's drawing from Japan, from AEW, from WWE, and you're like, oh, I really want to see this before they go. I, I, like, Styles Omega's always been one that's really appealed to me. Like, there's stuff out there. I, I don't know why I'm just picking on Kenny Omega. Take Ibushi, whack him into <laughs> any of the American promotions, and there's seven people I want to see him face. Like, you know, Tanahashi just absolutely tore the house down uh, in a main event where he was thrown in in the last minute with Shingo and had an absolute barnstormer to headline their big show uh, last night. And so you you're just going, okay, so we'll, uh, like, yeah, of course there are pure wrestling matches you may want to see more, but from a blockbuster perspective, people who don't know wrestling at all know who Roman Reigns is. And people who, you know, unless you've been living under a rock for the last 20 years, you have no pun Good intended, pun. by the way, you have no <laughs> idea who Dwayne The Rock Johnson is, then that's insane. He might be the most famous person in the world barring, you know, yeah. Donald Trump and some, like, he's up in that absolute god tier of celebrity. It's huge. It'd be happening on the biggest stage. It's massive and I love it and I'm here for the draw of it and... I also think they could put on a really good match as well. I think it'd be electric. Yeah. The crowd would be there for it. And I tell you right now, me and Al, what moving heaven and earth to be there as well because... Oh, oh brother, I would... <laughs> Let me tell you, I will, if that match happens, I will be there. There is absolutely no way I won't. Uh, even restrictions at all. Uh, surely they'll have gone by then, I hope. Talk Wrestling on TalkSport 2. I think it's about time we welcomed on Ms. Dynamite herself. No, not the famous 90s R&B star. Uh, but Steph Chase from Digital Spy. Steph, how's it going? This is the famous Miss Dynamite. How are you, Steph? I'm great, guys. I'm so good. It's been such a week of news in wrestling and really good news. So I'm still on a high from it and on a high from Dynamite as well. Indeed, what a, what a week of shows they have had, by the way. But uh, you said the news. Let's quickly break that down for anyone who has been under a rock that is a wrestling fan. Sean Ross Sapp broke it earlier this week that CM Punk is in talks with AEW. Those talks have been ongoing. Uh, I know that there's been whispers this week from other sources as well. I Someone had told me after that news has broke as well. Uh, and it seems now that everyone believes that CM Punk is AEW bound. It's not confirmed, but All Out's in Chicago and everybody's imagination, Steph, are beginning to run wild. Uh, we know Tony Khan, of course, is a big Punk fan. This is well documented. Somebody that he's wanted for a while. But coming out of the pandemic, um, are you surprised? Are you jubilant that someone like CM Punk is now seemingly AEW bound? 
it's really crazy because every single time uh, since AEW has formed that people have thought of a surprise or something that might happen, Punk is the guy that they've always thought about. And now we're at a point here, 2021, that it seems that this is the most sure that anyone's ever been to report that he's coming. And it feels like the thing that we've all been dreaming of is actually happening. And it's really bizarre to think about it. I can't even imagine what him stepping out at an all-out or on a Chicago Dynamite would even look like because we've been wanting it for so long. But this is incredible news. This is for someone like me who follows AEW so closely and who so just believes in AEW as the future of wrestling. We could have the guy now. This is the guy. I don't think he'd be coming in to put on the greatest wrestling matches ever, but he's the guy that can bring over anyone who's left uh, that fell out of wrestling when he went. Um, and he's like, he in a way, he's the kind of the, the hero of the AEW um, fan base. I feel like with Punk, what happened to him, his last match, his last WWE match at the Royal Rumble, uh, that Royal Rumble that Daniel Bryan didn't win, I think that set off a domino effect that has led us to AEW now. That was the early kind of days of the fan discontent with WWE being really vocal. And now we're at a place where there's a second company and it looks like he's ready to get back in the ring. And it's incredible to think about. And that's the thing, was... like, regardless of match quality, sorry, Will, just to make a quick point, uh, CM Punk will be able to sell you on any match, right? Like, he, yeah. he brings so much to the table. Um, mm -hmm. He's still only 42, so we know in wrestling terms he's still got great years in him. And on, more importantly than that, I think you just touched on it there. When he departed the company, 2014, he was so jaded and frustrated with the creative. Yeah. You know, years before Moxley would make the same realisations. But for Punk... AEW, for those unaware, like this presents him a very unique landscape, right? Where he can actually be creative, he can be heard, and he can actually feel like, you know, perhaps Punk would fall in love with wrestling again with Tony Khan at his aid. Yeah, he was someone who, if you've ever, if you know anything about Punk and his story, he loved wrestling so much and it was what meant the most to him. And he literally had that beaten out of him by how he was handled in WWE. And now I just feel like someone that loved it that much, it must have been so hard to step away as much as he wanted to. And he went and he did other things. He did MMA. I do wonder if a little bit of the work that he's done on Stephen Amell's wrestling show, Heels, has made him think about wrestling more. But absolutely from how he seemed to be talking about wrestling more, I think just watching Dynamite, anyone who loves wrestling and who was once a part of that, to watch that show would make you feel like there is a chance you could come back and feel that love again. And I think that spark for wrestling has been reignited in his heart by what he's seen in, not just with the programming, but what guys in AEW are able to do creatively, how it's revived the career um, creatively of someone like Jericho that's able to go out and be used as a top guy and used correctly, not in the way he was in his final WWE years. It's interesting. I was um, 
I was in Chicago in 2019 for All Out and I was there for, for Punk's Q&A. He did ahead of the event when he did the signing and he did the, yeah. the big Q&A. And, and, you know, there were a lot of news lines came out of that. But the impression that you got from hearing him talk then was, you know, even if it was WWE who picked up the phone and had a serious conversation with him about it. And of course, you yeah, money isn't nothing to the man, but you could tell that he needs something if he's going to get back involved, it needs to be something that is going to creatively fulfill him. And you, you even got the impression then that, you know, if this company were to do things right, then he would be ready to engage with, with the idea of coming back then. And I don't know, you felt like it was a very different way he was speaking to even three, four, five years earlier. And since then, he did do WWE. He went and did, you know, the, the Fox shows and, and he spoke very openly about wrestling during those. And there were some things where you thought to yourself when he said them, oh, maybe he'll never come back. But... I don't know. This has felt like it's been on the table for at least two years. And I'm almost now going to be surprised if we don't at least see him lace up the boots once more. Yeah, I think uh, maybe the only kind of sad bit about it is the fact that the news is kind of out there. Because if, he'd, if none of us had expected it at all and he just turned up like like how we saw Nick Gates just turn up and dynamite, it would have been incredible. But at the same time, putting that news out there, I think even the next couple of weeks before anything happens, you're going to see an increase in in viewership and just interest in AEW because there's, I even know people in my own life who had pretty much walked away from wrestling and this news of CM Punk potentially coming to AEW and Daniel Bryan as well has made them say, I might start watching wrestling again. And that's before anyone has physically appeared. And, and look, yeah, the, the idea of Daniel Bryan coming back as well, which we're, we're going to talk about in more detail coming up uh, with the person who broke the story. But actually, like for me, as much as you've got loads of great matches, both for CM Punk and Daniel Bryan, and I saw Kenny Omega swerved the CM Punk question in an interview the other day quite expertly. But honestly bring them both in and have them start off with a program against each other. I just think it's absolute money. It's box office. I'm all for it. Yeah, I think that that it would be a money move. Um, but I just feel like there's so, so many people in both companies. I'd love to see either of them go with. And I think Daniel Bryan, for sure, I can imagine it will be so willing to elevate and put over younger guys. Thinking of a guy like Darby, thinking of a guy like Jungle Boy. Uh, CM Punk, I hope that he, uh, I hope he treats younger wrestlers better than older wrestlers have treated him in the past. And I think that he will because he'll learn the, the, how, kind of how bad that feels. I would love to see <laughs> CM Punk against an MJF. Um, oh. I think would be amazing. Um, Darby Allen's the guy you can pair with anyone, but there's so, so much opportunity. I know everyone thinks Kenny Omega because he's the man in ring. He's the guy, but there's, so many possibilities that you can pair either the two of them up with that will just be absolute money for anyone. Yeah, we, we had this the other day on Wrestling Daily, Steph, when I was on there with uh, SB3, of course, the YouTube show that Steph is also a part of on Thursdays. And we were talking about like the perfect opponents, and you've just said them. I think we had a mega, I think MJF was number two. Moxley, though, is also very intriguing, right? Because you know, Ambrose and Punk was like a different lifetime where Ambrose was still just a member of the Shield, really, um, mm-hmm. you know, without them being able to work. So this version of Moxley and Punk and the way those promos could go, man, like that's, that's really exciting as well. There, there are so many different options on the table as you, you know, move down the list. And, you know, even you said there, Darby Allen as well. 
I just feel like they can bring so much to the table. And I trust Tony Khan above all else. I mean, he's done great with all the surprises. They continue to do almost on a weekly basis at this time. But still, um, you look at everyone that he's used and, you know, Sting is a different example, but they've used him very well in how they've helped enhance and shine Darby Allen. I feel like Punk and Brian are still in their primes, right? Still guys who could be on top like Jericho was at the start of his run. And I just feel like these aren't just big name additions. This isn't just bringing back Goldberg or The Rock because you want to pop a rating. These are guys that can add a lot to the AEW product. I feel like Tony Khan's making these signings for the right reasons. And that's important, Steph. Yeah. And it's, I, I, I'm at the point now with these two guys, if they come into AEW, I wonder where WWE can go because these are the two guys. They're like the only cards left to play in the deck and if they get taken away from WWE and turn up in AEW the people that you that WWE can bring in are your Goldbergs are the Rock but these are Lesnar, not Lesnar I guess that is Lesnar but none of these guys are going to work a full time schedule like an every week on Dynamite schedule which Punk and Brian both could do or I think especially um, Brian could be like they could be actually active members of the roster not people that just turn up and I think that the what they could bring to the company is more for the long term than anything that WWE can pull out of the hat uh, left. Even if you do a great Roman Reigns The Rock program, it's going to be really short, a couple of months at best, bringing up to WrestleMania. And at the end of the day, other than Roman, who's really kind of the only top star guy you have, no one else will be elevated through that. But you can elevate and make stars out of so many guys who are already on that path and just need that little push to bring them out to the more mainstream fans, like a Darby Allen, like a Jungle Boy, that what Punk and Brian can do for the company is it's just incredible, and it's so exciting to even think about. Talk Wrestling on TalkSport 2. I'm delighted to say that joining us now, the owner and editor of Body Slam, Net Cassidy Haynes, who broke the Daniel Bryan story. Cassidy, how are you doing, my friend? Good guys, thanks for having me on. This is a this is a real honor. I'm I'm excited about this. Thanks. Oh, I love it. Well, Absolutely. well deserved. Well deserved, my friend. I was saying the other day. I think I said to you, in fact, in the DMs, that like one person, the same person, in fact, who had said to me about Punk, had said about Brian, and uh, but obviously I do not have the AEW uh, contacts, as it were, to verify. And I was just like, oh. and then that same day, there you were, man, dropping that report, and you've been doing so good. <laughs> But what I love, and I've said this on Twitter as well, is that you haven't just like dropped a report on you know vague or whatever. You've done updates and added more details and stuff, man. So uh, I think you've done a tremendous job. Wanted to bring you on. Who better to have on if we're going to discuss it than yourself? Um, let's get into it. What what did you hear and when? Um, you know how? What, what are you? Where are your thoughts are now? As Daniel, as it pertains, I should say, to Daniel Bryan signing with. AEW. Yeah, um, I heard about it earlier in the week, probably around the same time you did, and I actually kind of dropped the ball. I, I was a little late getting to the to the party on that one. I uh, I was sleeping. It was a little late at night or early in the morning, and I got a couple of random texts from a from somebody, and one of them was CM Punk's theme song, and then the other one was Daniel Bryan's. I was like, nah, I didn't think anything of it because it was you know middle mm-hmm. of the night, and just kind of went back to sleep. <laughs> and then uh, woke up in the morning and people are blowing me up or whatever. Like, have you heard anything about this? And then I started talking, my, talking, responding back 
to the messages I missed in the in my sleep and start hearing about punk as well. And then I started hearing. Then he started telling me about Daniel Bryan. I'm like, okay. He tells me more and more. I'm like, all right. Well, let me uh, let me see what I can do. And then I got off the phone and started asking, you know, asking around to some people. And right then, I, you know, Sap starts putting out his story about punk. And I was like, uh-oh, I better hurry. Because <laughs> I heard both of them at the same time. So I was like, oh, I better hurry real quick. So I started blowing everybody I knew up trying to figure it out. And it was a very stressful, uh, about 12-hour process there, trying to figure out what was going on. But, yeah, it's, uh, it's a wild time to be a wrestling fan, guys. Oh, man, sensational yes. time to be a wrestling fan. And, and as, as it sounds like he will be, Brian Danielson returning uh, to those particular glory days. You, your report saying that, you know, in that kind of almost typical, when we now, days we get the kind of the feature signing in another company, but the idea of uh, less dates for comparable money, uh, more creative input, uh, and also, as I mentioned, that ability to be able to work in Japan. And, and you definitely feel like... I don't know about the money side of things with AEW, but certainly the other two feel like he's landing in the right spot for that. Yeah, and I mean, he gets what he wants without really having to sacrifice anything. And I mean, it, it, everybody seems to enjoy that I've talked to working in AEW. And I think that for somebody that's had some frustrations in their past about where they've been and what they've been, you know, put through, that this is probably the perfect situation for him, you know? It's strange as well, because you look at uh, Brian, and I think the same day that all this came out, like right at the beginning of the day, um, I'd seen some discourse about his merchandise being pulled from WWE, and I was like, right. that's nothing. I was like, right. don't I, worry. I'm um, sure you not, even not tweeted the... that earlier that day, in yeah. fact. Uh, no, I did. Uh, that's what I'm saying. Uh, <laughs> coming back to it, I didn't even... Um, it wasn't so much that I was saying he wouldn't go back to WWE or he, or you know, or he wouldn't go AEW. It was more that the time that he'd taken off, he'd been very kind of specific that he wanted to spend time with his family, and that's why he'd been quiet. And I honestly didn't anticipate any of these moves. And then a few hours later, I think I think the reason I got the message I did was off the back of my tweet, and they were like, "Hmm, you might want to rethink that." And I thought, "Oh no." Um, and yeah. then that's that's where we're at. Like, so it seems like these talks though, because he did obviously have the break from WrestleMania. It's about three months at this point. The talks with AEW seem to have only really either began or heated up recently. Yeah, that's right. Uh, they initially had, I was told they had uh, internal discussions back in May when his contract expired, but the two sides didn't actually uh, start talking until what I was told about th two, three weeks ago. So in the last few weeks. So it's all pretty, pretty new development. I'd say probably this month, you know, since three weeks, it's what, beginning of july i'd say is probably about the time i my person people told me that they started hearing hearing this so yeah it's all pretty new and then the punk stuff apparently happened after this that's even more mm. recent so yeah so it's been a it's been a busy uh busy month for them too and like i like i said in my reports the plan initially was for him to debut at arthur ash daniel bryan but now they have punk that's happened and it's kind of uh kind of made them have to re reshuffle, reformat, and figure out the best way to present everybody uh, for their debuts and how to capitalize off this buzz is what I was told as well, that they are just, uh, you know, trying to figure out what to do now. That And everything I heard said Chicago for CM Punk, so that that was their plan, that they wanted him there. So, you know, I guess we'll just see what happens in the next month, man. This is, I haven't been excited about wrestling in a while, so... 
Yeah, I mean, that's. The th- I mean, first of all, I thought, is it too late to delete my tweet? But it was. Hmm. Um, and second of all, uh, I think you, you've hit the nail on the head there in terms of when they're meant to debut and stuff. Of course, we'd heard the New York show for Brian, Chicago for Punk. They're now in a position, I mean, Daniel Bryan, there's a lot more options, I guess. But if you don't have Punk at that Chicago show, I wonder if like the crowd are going to feel a little let down or... Um, you know, certainly that would be the expectation. If you have Punk and you have a big show in Chicago, why wouldn't you? Even if people know it's going to happen, it's still going to be an amazing thing. Uh, and the other thing with Daniel Bryan, I guess, and I, I'm i not sure what the travel restrictions are between Japan and America right now, if any, but as the G1 approaches, is that something that Bryan might be thinking about or Wrestle Kingdom I, next year? I think so. I, I think so. I mean, since he specifically said that he wanted the ability to work in Japan. And it's obvious that they have a nice working relationship with New Japan, as we saw, you know, that the, their this uh, week? IWGP yeah. U.S. title changed hands on their program this week. So, I mean, it, it's there. You know, everything kind of lines up. So, I would love no, to I... see him in the G1. That's something I think everybody's everybody would just love and just couldn't can't wait to see that. Mm. So, hopefully, hopefully everything shakes down and works out the way that we all, you know, want it to. I just had a little, like, you know when you have those little moments where you think of something that you've not think, thought about? Because everyone's thinking top tier. And I, I joked earlier about this, uh, Cass, that I, I you know, you, if, if you're going to bring in Daniel Bryan, you're going to bring in CM Punk, why not start off with a program with the two of them? Because, you know, that couldn't be anything bigger for AEW. But it's, it's things like, you mentioned the G1. I, I start to run through the wrestlers in my head and go, Daniel Bryan against Shingo, Daniel Bryan against Ibushi, Daniel Bryan. And, like, I just, the nerd in me gets, that's, like you said about, not being excited for wrestling for a while those are the matchups mm-hmm. i think to myself i never thought we'd see anything like that i never knew i needed to see anything like that but now it's been dangled in front of me i feel like i have to i need it i need it it's so, it's so funny when you think about it that Meltzer was saying the other day that wwe's answer to this almost is to get back braun Strowman, which you know no offense to braun Strowman, but come on now daniel bryan and cm punk and AEW is one thing right like uh, could, do you, Cassidy, from your opinion, do you think like that these two signings, not only would they be big for business in general, like in the ring and, and name value, but is that a true turning of the tide where now contracts are coming up, these big names, particularly Daniel Bryan having the strength to walk away in his prime to AEW, that is a significant move where it really might actually be the headline of, of the next kind of chapter in this AEW WWE rivalry per se yeah i i agree i think this is it, what what was everybody's thoughts back when like kurt angle jumped to tna back and it's similar it's a similar kind of like feel there because it, it it definitely is probably the biggest name that you have making that jump and for those people that you know just see aew as being like a like a glorified indie then you have you know somebody that is obviously are arguably a future hall of famer you know daniel bryan making the move in his prime when he's still wrestling and you know you yeah i think it definitely is it could definitely change the the momentum and the tide of everything there it's man it's i mean it started what with christian and sting i mean that i mean it's been a the whole year has been like that just people you didn't really expect to think that to come over and show people what they still have left and here they are doing it so i mean i think it's perfect for these guys to come into AEW and you know show everybody that you know they still have plenty of gas left in the tank and 
the ability. I always to thought those input. guys as as well, like you were just saying. I always thought those guys were a players, like you know, great gets yeah. at the time. But they, these are like, you know, Daniel Bryan main evented WrestleMania this year, right? Like CM Punk could still mm-hmm. walk back in and have the biggest angle in WWE. Like these are current day huge names that AEW are acquiring. And and when you look at the ratings, I know that's not the be all and end all, but the disparity isn't that that great between Dynamite and Raw these days. It's um, it's a trend that I don't know if WWE know how to address. Right. Yeah. I it. Yeah, I, I think that it, it's, yeah, I agree with you there. And I think that this will be, it'll, it's, it's already, you already seen the difference in the ticket sales and everything just in the last week, you know, what the buzz has caused and everything. So, yeah, I, I, this is a big deal, man. I don't even, I don't really know where to, what to say. I mean, I'm kind of like, I'm a fan right now at this point where I'm just excited and I don't even know what. Mm what to expect you know other than what i've heard you know i'm just excited about what what we hear next coming up and i've heard a lot of other little things too that after hearing daniel bryan and punk have signed that you know it makes things interesting you know because we have i had heard um like i talked about this on a show yesterday that there was uh, a big announcement coming for a a bigger event like a bigger venue or another big event that tony is supposed to make and i'd heard rumblings that maybe it was the united center for a second leg through Chicago because uh, mm. pro- like, cause they've done this before, you know, what was it? Uh, Thanksgiving before the pandemic, they did the, the Thanksgiving Eve show for dynamite in Chicago. So maybe they come back in uh, at the end of November with a bigger, bigger venue in Chicago. And that would be, I mean, if you get, if you bring punk in and then you have a bigger venue in Chicago, I mean, that'd be awesome. Uh, I also yeah. heard that there's rumors of them coming to see you guys over in the UK. So, Oh, Kath, those have been sitting on the shelf yeah. ready to happen for about yeah. three years now. I mean, we, we I remember first talking to Tony about that, like when the company was first formed before they'd even right. got to the first shows. And, and obviously he has the links here with Fulham mm-hmm. and with the Jags coming and playing in right. London. And, you know, right. he's, he's here regularly. He's a guy who mm-hmm. knows the country and knows the fandom here well. It's something that they were, I mean, Al will know more than I do, that they, they were pretty much had set up ready to do in 2020 well, for the pandemic hits. yeah yeah there's uh, two there's two different Fyre ones Fyre, yeah, yeah that was do. um tony tony told me that on one of the post scrums that fighter fest was meant to be in london mm-hmm. um and then even before that uh, i think I, it was dustin rhodes i spoke to maybe who said that they were going to do like a three or four show live tour in the uk as well so with with wwe doing that later this year and i believe they will be announcing a raw um, tour in November as well. You know they've got SmackDown coming in September, but I do believe Raw yeah. will get their tour in November. Um, I, I have to imagine that if the gates are open there, that AEW are also going to seize the opportunity and have a tour as well. Well, did you notice that uh, Fozzie is on tour in England in December as well? Mm. Could all line I up. That last night, I noticed that last night too. So it's like that's interesting, you know. So who knows, man? Well, I guess we'll see more in the next couple weeks exactly what happens, but. Yeah, I'm hoping to dig up a little bit more stuff too, uh, and keep people updated over the next couple couple of days. It's just uh, after this weekend, everybody kind of got a little a little tight, a little tight locked up. So I have to kind of wait a little bit and see if I can get some more information. But <laughs> you've I done great, imagine. man. You've done great. Uh, you know, one of the one of the first times uh, you got on my radar was the FTR uh, attire story, which I thought was fantastic. <laughs> that uh, that oh, was man. that was pitched from WWE. Was uh, it was a great story guys, to get that. I, uh, I've known I've known Cash. We're from both from Asheville, so I've known him since he started back 
probably 20 or 20 see how old are we now <laughs> i'm trying to do the math in my head I've known, <laughs> I've known those guys like 15 years so yeah that that was that and there's another one there's another group of guys that were just frustrated and it wasn't just frustrated about their own booking it was they were frustrated about the way the whole tag team division was booked and here they are now and they're i mean you see how happy these guys are and how how they're doing so it's anybody that's had frustrations apparently this is the place to go because you just you get treated great and you get to work like you get you get to work how you want i saw what was it a a comment from malachi black talking about this last conversation with brody and how Brody was te- hyping him up and telling him how much he loved working for AEW and how much he would love it there and stuff like that as well. So you get all these guys with frustration and uh, bad experiences in WWE, and then here they come. They can come over to AEW and re- rejuvenate their career in-, in theory. So let's see what happens, man. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome. Like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome. Like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Talk Wrestling on TalkSport 2. So our conversation about those three huge returns in the world of wrestling. We also took calls this week on the show. People told us their thoughts and who they thought their the dream matches would be for all of those guys. And can't wait. I mean, the wrestling landscape right now is as exciting as it's ever been. But there's this interesting thing, because I think right now there's all this talk about how people like Brian Danielson, like CM Punk, like Malachi Black, like Miro, are having to go to AW to get creatively what they want from their wrestling careers. And yet, in Nikki Cross, now Nikki Ash, you have a brand new Raw Women's Champion who we loved her NXT run. We loved her pre-WWE stuff. Once she got on the main roster, okay, she had some nice matches. She won the tag championships with Alexa Bliss, but it felt like it had gone a little bit stale and a little bit quiet. She went, she worked, she pushed creative, she pushed this new idea, she took it to management for what we understand, and now she is the Raw Women's Champion. It's a brilliant story of persistence, of talent, and of just being a lovely human being and succeeding. I'm delighted to say that Nikki Ash spoke with our very own Alex McCarthy this past week on the Talk Wrestling Podcast. British royalty in the house today. 
No, I really issue British royalty. She is, you heard me, the Raw Women's Champion 2021 Money in the Bank winner as well. It is Nikki Ash, I should say. Your new Raw Women's Champion in the house. With the hardware (laughs) in the camera shot. Of course, of course. (laughs) What a month it's been, Nikki. Uh, Of course, for those of everyone... Uh, will have known you as Nikki Cross, who has done tremendous things in WWE anyway. But my word, Nikki Ash has had a hell of a month since uh, the almost superhero gimmick came on to WWE TV. Like, what a whirlwind it must have been for you, my friend. It has been, Alex, it's been a complete tornado. It's been a whirlwind. And it doesn't, it hasn't really sunk in yet. It doesn't feel, it doesn't feel real. Like, it doesn't, it feels like a dream that I hope no one wakes me up from <laughs> I'm like please don't wake me up um and it's just this last four weeks five weeks is just it's just been incredible Alex like I can't I can't I, I can't say how happy I am I'm, I'm on clouds cloud nine <laughs> yeah I mean to be fair like the, the great thing is once you've won the title the outpouring of love amongst your peers and people on social media has been amazing to see you know you are one of the most kind of beloved personalities in wrestling and obviously you know, I'm biased because you're, you know, you're a you're a domestic compatriot of mine. But still, uh, it's been amazing to see you to rise to that spot. But I think what everyone is kind of fascinated with is that, like, the success story is that you created this character that that has really almost transformed the past month for you. Um, I understand it, you know, derives from comic books, perhaps, like you know, and superheroes and things of that nature. Just. Give me a brief rundown of when you actually said, you know, what what clicked in your head and you said, okay, I'm going to go for this. And you you actually started piecing it together. What was the, almost the moment where you said, you know what? Okay. So we did, uh, we did the Royal Rumble in January and, you know, we did some really fun storytelling and the lead up to that on our digital platforms because WWE, we have the most amazing social media and digital department. Like those guys are incredible, Alex. Mm-hmm. So we told this fun story about me qualifying and getting into the Royal Rumble. And then the Royal Rumble happened. And there was just uh, there's just this moment, uh, you know, in the couple of days after Royal Rumble, where I, the, the seeds were planted and we started forming this idea. And it was the love of the love of superhero TV shows, the love of superhero movies. And you know, seeing WandaVision was on Disney Plus, seeing the Black Widow movie was about to come out. Um, Wonder Woman, Captain Marvel, all these female-led franchises, these female-led movies and superheroes. And I was a big fan of The Hurricane and Mighty Molly in the day, mm. Alex. So it all kind of came together and it was all like, we can do this. This will be awesome. This will be incredible. And there was always just this message of like positivity and happiness and joy and playfulness and fun and it was this idea of you put on the cape and the mask and you feel like you can try anything. And it just gave the, you know, it gave more layers and fleshing out to the Nikki Cross persona. And it really let fans in on it. Like, hey guys, like, this is how yeah. I feel. And I want all you guys to feel like this, that if you believe in yourselves, you can achieve your dreams. And that's, it was just... just the last six months has just been a labor of love and some amazing teamwork and everyone's been working together and helping each other and we put this together and debuted it on Monday Night Raw you know airs on BT Sport 
in the UK and it's just there we go it was like fasten your seatbelt buckle up and here we go and we're time to fly (laughs) (laughs) not quite quite. although I did fly for a few seconds on 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 raw when yes you did to win the title nonetheless that's it there's your powers in full effect um (laughs) I, I think that's part of the charm though is that like a you know um are people I guess associate characters like this maybe um you know prior to the attitude era we had more character driven I don't know like larger than life or jobs but I think like because it's you is part of the charm because it is a lot you know anyone who knows you at all knows how just generally nice and outgoing and 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 friendly that you are so it is that positive thing right um since you've won I'm gonna things Alex I know I'm sorry um (laughs) I'm gonna imagine like you know kids have you know been loving this and you must have had so many nice messages on social media but to get the affirmation from the crowd after the period we've just gone through like is that can you even put that into words what that's like I'll try and put it into words um you know on social media the fan art you know the fan art is what really gets me Alex and if you follow me on Twitter and Instagram like I'm constantly sharing these amazing images whether it be digital art or you know the the pen and paper um, and pencil the fan art's been incredible the messages have been so it's so humbling humbling mind-blowing um and on Monday night being able to celebrate in front of our live fans for the first time you know this is our weekend this was our you know last this weekend was our first weekend back and being able to go and celebrate into the crowd, it was the closest thing to feeling like an actual superhero. <laughs> you know, being able to hold hands with our fans, high five them, and finding you know the little girl that we took the selfie with, and we had this great picture of her. Her eyes are lit up and smiling, and she's a beautiful little girl. And it's just it, that just made me cry. That that photo, that picture alone, made me cry because I was like, that's why. Like, that's why I wanted to do this almost superhero character. That's why, you know, to just inspire these younger fans and connect with our audience in a different way. And being able to celebrate with them, it was like this big massive party down in Sucky Hall Street. <laughs> <laughs> like, it was incredible. Yeah, it, it looked truly wonderful. Um, I mean, like I said, the whirlwind from Money in the Bank, I mean, that's a massive accolade in and of itself, is winning the Money in the Bank briefcase uh, in that match with all the talent that was in that match as well. Uh, you, you said that this is a plan that had been bubbling for a while, or the character was anyway. So, like, do you realise what's going to be happening the next day, or are you get into Raw and it's like, oh, one day I'm going to be the Money in the Bank holder? <laughs> like, one day? Uh, wow, like, you know, what a fast turnaround those I mean people I mean uh, people are describing it as a crazy 48 hours like Sunday and Monday yeah but it was more the period the 24 hours <laughs> from like money in the bank to raw it it was insane and but you know almost superhero saw the opportunity you know and I'm a big believer when you see the opportunity you grab it with both hands like you do the money in the bank contract grab it with both hands and then you run as far and as fast as you can with it. And it took me to Monday Night Raw, closing out the show, cashing in against Charlotte Flair after she defended her championship with Rhea Ripley um, and, you know, got, got herself disqualified to retain the championship. So mm. I kind of feel that the evil queen got her comeuppance, you know, and I saw the opportunity Mama. and I ran as fast. 
as fast as did I could. run fast. And you can see the little legs. The little legs are running down the ramp. And the video made me, you know, that part of the video made me laugh so hard because I just saw my little legs running. Um, and it's it was just insane. And who, you know, this you know Monday Night Raw BT Sport. It, I'm excited for everyone to tune in and see what happens next. Um, yeah. Because you know, I don't, I don't think the Evil Queen. I don't think the queen is quite finished yet. Um, you know, I'm, and as the Raw Women's Champion, I've got a target on my back and I welcome and I'm ready for all challengers. We have an amazing women's division on Monday Night Raw and I'm excited to see where, where these challenges take us. Who would you love to defend that title with at SummerSlam? Because we know that's going to be uh, a big stadium show, Las Vegas, Becky Lynch is lurking around that people are talking about. <laughs> Rhea Ripley, uh, Charlotte Flair, Oscar, there are, like you said, there are a ton of options. What would Nikki Ash love? Oh my goodness. I'm just, the fact, walking into SummerSlam in, in Las Vegas, and it's going to be massive. It's going to be the biggest party of the summer. And I'm just, I'm so humbled and I'm so blown away that I'm going to be walking in as the Raw Women's Champion. Mm. And the, all the names you just mentioned, um, would be would be incredible. I have a feeling Rhea Ripley, Charlotte, Charlotte Flair. I don't. There's some unfinished business there, you know. And this started months ago, you know, yeah. the clock challenge. Yeah. You know, it would uh, you know defeat you know beat Rhea Ripley and Charlotte Flair, and both of those women underestimated almost superhero Nikki. They underestimated Nikki Cross, and I was able to you know beat the clock. You know, they 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 weren't able to beat me in two minutes like they said they would. And they're coming after their, you know, that there's some unfinished business there, I'm sure. So let's tune in and see, Alex. Let's let's tune in and see. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what else. Um, we do know that the SmackDown brand will be coming back to the UK this year. But, you know, it's much said that, you know, Drew McIntyre needs the, the homecoming. But now Nikki Ash needs the homecoming, right? <laughs> you know what I love about WWE is that you... You never know what to you never know what to expect. And as Monday showed, I love surprising the WWE universe. Mm. So who knows? The Hydro September, WWE SmackDown will be there entertaining our WWE fans. And I'm so excited for our blue brand and our, our SmackDown women's champion Bia, Bianca Belair. I'm so excited for her to feel the the Glasgow crowd and I'm excited for the Glasgow crowd to experience SmackDown mm. and you just never know when Nikki Ash Nikki Ash will be there to surprise. We'll um, in. All I can say is get your ticket, enjoy the ride, and come and see what surprises are in store for for Glasgow. Another thing we saw a report emanate yesterday. Now we don't know if this is confirmed or not, but rumours that Queen of the Ring might finally happen. We've seen the male. Oh. We've seen. It was Ali, yeah. We've seen the male counterpart many times, but uh, this would be a first for the ladies. Um, d- does the idea of that excite you? Let's go. Let's do it. Like that. That sounds amazing. I love King of the Ring. I remember, you know, watching it in the early two thousands when I was, you know, a, a young fan. Yeah. You know, laying my eyes on WWE for the first time, and I loved the King of the Ring. I loved that that pay per view, that event, um, and. Yeah, let's go. I think it's, I love that. I, I love it. I'm on, I think it would be, I think it'd be fun. I think it'd be exciting. And I think there's a, you know, some great opportunities there for our, for our women's division and our female superstars. 
Speaking of which, uh, one of my favourite kind of stretches of your career was with Alexa Bliss in the tag team titles. Um, but, you know, not only was that a great tag team, but the people you were working with were great too. Like, you know, you're winning it from the Kabuki Warriors, Kyrie Sane and Asuka, obviously insanely talented individuals, uh, working with Sasha and Bailey as well. Like, how much fun was that stretch for you? Like, you know, working with those girls and, uh, you know, winning the titles is obviously one thing, but just the work looked so, so much fun and it was so good. Those times, that stretch of my career, like to your point, that was an incredible stretch where it was so, we were able to be so creative and so innovative and tell really good stories. You know, me and Alexa also, you know, we, we competed against Mandy Rose and Sonia Deville, yeah. um, you know, Fire, Fire and Desire, the Kabuki Warriors, Sasha, Sasha and Bailey. And we were, you know, we defended those championships across America. And for us, we were, there was just such joy in putting those stories together. And, it, you know, and now the, the, the tag team championships and seeing Tamina and Natalia hold those championships with such pride. And that was Tamina's first championship on in, in her WWE career. And I'm so happy for her. You know, Tamina is someone who really you know, looked after me when I first got brought up into the road, um, when I first came came to the road. And she really looked after me and I couldn't be happier to see her with those tag team championships and her and Natalia are representing that division in a way that just makes me so joyful. And I, I, I'm with you, Alex. That was, that was an incredible part of my career that I'm so grateful for. So, so grateful. Can I, can I ask as well, in terms of Nikki Ash, just pivoting back to that when you were pitching, is this something that like it kind of goes up the chain and eventually gets to Vince? Or did you directly pitch? Because, you know, I'd love to know his reaction if you could share, because it strikes me as something that he would love. We we pre- we presented the idea and he he was on board. He was ha- he he we, we presented it to him and he greenlit up and it was, you know, you, to that's why it was so satisfying and fulfilling. Like yeah. when we debuted the character, you know, be on Monday Night Raw and BT Sport, and it was boom. Okay, here are the here is Nikki Ash. Here is Nikki Ash, and it was so satisfying because we we presented the idea. He greenlit it, and there it was. And it was in the team. There was such fantastic teamwork that went into that because that was. You know that was a, a that was a month months of you know hard work from the team. That was hard work and collaboration and putting it together and making making it right, getting it right, making it so that it was you know inspirational um, and re- and relatable to something that little girls could say. Oh, I'm going to put on the cape. I'm going to put on the mask, and I'm going to be like Nikki Ash. And it was making it relatable, making it inspirational, making it positive and it was just such an amazing collaboration from the team and I am for me to see it brought to life and to see it there it was such a fulfilling experience and I got you know I got an artist to draw up the superhero you know draw up Nikki as a superhero and I got the artist to draw that up and we did the you know did the research into it like Okay, WandaVision is one of the, the number one streamed show in the world right now. Black Widow's about to come out. Captain Marvel made this at the box office. Wonder Woman made this at the box office. Female-led franchises all making amazing money at the box office. So it was it's seeing that research and then realizing, you know, 
let's go, let's do this, you know? And it was in, at the end of the day, the, the company green, you know, we green lit, they green lit it and they were like, let's go, let's do it. And it was just, that is such a fulfilling experience that I can't, it's, I'm putting it into words, but it's yeah. not words, but I'm saying the same words and that's just, it. you know, it was, there we go. Hard, hard to surmise. There you go. It's uh, there's so much to it. What word, Alex? Surmise. I get paid. There you go. Um, <laughs> I, 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 yeah. To me, like the magic of the character, I think is, is you said it there in how relatable it is because you're not saying I am a superhero. You're not out there saying oh. Which, by the way, it was great when Hurricane was doing that. But I think for you, kind of saying you know, it doing this helps bring out the best. In, in me the best version of myself to me that's why today it works so well um one of my favorite messages um that you've you've had many on social media since winning was of course from big demo himself uh, mm-hmm. otherwise known as killian dane like it must be you know you two know your journeys better than anyone of course so that must have been so satisfying and for demo he has been there from day one you know he has been there from day one he's always just loved, like loved and encouraged me and been there for me and listened to all my wacky ideas, you know, <laughs> for the years. And, and he, you know, he, he has one of my, you know, he helped train me and I know that I wouldn't be the person I am without him. I wouldn't be the competitor I am without him. And I'm just so grateful for him. And um, we've had, had this incredible journey together and, I just, I love him so much. And I saw that message and it just, you know, made me, it made me cry because to your point, Alex, we know the journeys we both had and and he's just always been there supporting me. And, you know, I just, he makes me actually, he makes me feel like actually a superhero. (laughs) Nikki Ash speaking with Alex McCarthy. Don't forget rating, review, all that good stuff. We really appreciate you getting in touch with the show. We'll still be here every week in podcast form, even though we're not going to be on the Monday nights on TalkSport 2 at the moment. Plus, just keep an eye out. There might be some more exciting stuff coming up in the not-too-distant future from us. Uh, Al's Twitter is always the best place to follow, so at AlexM underscore TalkSport. Thank you for listening. This has been the Talk Wrestling Podcast from TalkSport. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.